Hi, how's it going, everybody? And welcome to the Debutify podcast, the premier e-commerce podcast brought to you by Debutify. I'm your host, Alex Bond, and joining me today is Anatoly Lubinsky, the founder and CEO of GSM Growth Agency, a team of e-commerce experts on a mission to help brands boost revenue and reach their potential through tailored, data-driven marketing strategies. Anatoly's story is a perfect example of life when everything goes against us to become successful. In less than five years, he went from waiting tables to becoming a successful businessman and a four-time owner of seven-figure winner awards in the e-commerce space. On this episode, we discuss when the best time to scale is, what some of the roles and responsibilities of a CEO are, managing client expectations, and much more. Here's our interview now. Anatoly, welcome to the show. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're very happy to have you. So, First things first, why don't you tell us a little bit about your e-commerce growth agency, GSM? Yeah, so basically, uh, I have created the agency a while ago. Officially, we opened our doors back in 2020 in March, by the way. Soon it will be 25th of March. It will be three years uh, of our agency. But I have been operating as an agency since end of 2018 with only one media buyer with one employer. But I didn't call myself agency because I, I wasn't actually thinking about open one. I was like a mentor in the e-commerce space, helping other entrepreneurs to start their journey in the e-com because back in 2017, when I was started, exactly because of the mentorship, I got my first results. And in 2018, I was sharing a lot of results. People started asking me to share my knowledge to them. So I started mentorship and some of them were asking me to manage the accounts for them, which is, was like weird for me, but okay, let's do that. And I find out that it was working. I just hired one media buyer teach him everything and yeah one and a half year i was operating with one media buyer no name nothing just like freelance you know and 2020 i made a decision okay we have to grow so back in 2020 march so that's when you really started hitting the ground running after just kind of doing a little bit of a trial run for a couple years yeah like 2020 was a game changer because in matter of months from one employer we became a team of 12 of nine people by end of the year we, we had 12 people in the team Next year, we grow to 44 plus, wow. no, not 44, 44 people in the team. We grow so fast. And after that, we uh, trim the team a bit uh, on the next year. So right now we are at, uh, 31 person in the team. And it's like a sweet spot, which is like uh, managing all the company, all our like social medias, uh, clients, media buying, sales departments, and several other things like LinkedIn presence and all the stuff. Cool. And just out of curiosity, you mentioned going from 44 employees to 31. Was that a result of maybe scaling too quickly and having to scale back? Or was that like a, an economical decision? So we were growing so fast. Like our growth was really like when I was doing freelance and uh, managing a couple of accounts, it was just smooth growth, never been fell down, always growth. But when we start growing on March 2020, it became like, it was a huge spike. And after that again, but much bigger growth. And every single month. But back in 2022, one year ago, to 24th of February, I'm basically Ukrainian. I was based in, in Kyiv. All my clients are United States, Australia, Canada, and UK. So when we went through the war on 24, I woke up. I understand that war is happening in Ukraine. It was horrible time. And all, most of my team are based in Ukraine as well. So what happened, we were having that time, really the recorded months for our clients, for ourselves, uh, back in 2022. And by summertime, I, it wasn't affected us. The thing is that war didn't affect us. We was like, wow, that's insane. Because like shelling, bombarding, all the stuff is happening. My team is in the basements, hiding for hunting for, from the uh, all these soldiers. You know, it's, it was dangerous thing. It was weird stuff. Like back in 2022, come on, like what can happen? But yeah, it was real. It was really weird moment in of our life. And it wasn't affected our performance. That was shocked for me as a business owner. But summertime, it's affected me. So February, everything started. By summer, I felt destroyed. I felt lost because I don't have any more home. I was traveling for six months with the luggages, unpackaging them for six months, living uh, between the car to the hotels, between the hotels to Airbnb, from Airbnb to the car. So it was with, with baby and wife, and it's affected my brain. And the first time in our uh, in our history of the company start failing. Not much, but it was spikes, become spikes, you know, in terms of performance. And I realized that our expenses are high, 
And uh, now we have performance like that. When we were growing, we were not care. We were hiding, 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 and done. Like we are good. But these kind of things as well, I look as opportunity to make the to learn the lesson. I went through all the data and understand that we have so many team members, and I love all of them. But some a couple of them during the war, during the beginning of war, we lost just because they decided to go another way, and they were obviously busy with other stuff because of the problems. But most of the people who left us during the year, it's by analyzing us the data, and we understand that those people were staying with us but were not performing as they should. And because we were growing all the time, we were not keeping attention on it. And it's like, I believe it's so many uh, business owners who are growing fast are not looking on that kind of things until first fail. And when I had that fail, I started analyzing a lot of things and we build a financial model. We hire the CFO. So we start understanding our numbers a bit better. And we understood that our expense is really high, super high to compare where it should supposed to be. And we like, I said, no, team is the last thing which is I will get rid of. I want to cut it other expenses. And the people like managers start analyzing, build the data, like a matrix of the different performance KPIs of the guys. And we like find out, wow, this guy for nine months not performing at all. Like, and we were not looking on it, you know, we were just like, let's go, let's go, move forward, more forward, like keep going. And after that, we realized that there is like five to seven people who are doing not nothing, but were not doing what they have to be done. And I like, okay, so it's tough, but we have to give them a chance. It's still, like, we, we don't have rotation in the team. All the team is staying with us, really. We're hiring and they staying if we like the, how they work. And I said, give them a chance, one month. Let's see how that goes. If you see that something's changing, bam. So most of the people who we give a chance, they just, like, quit. By during this month, we understand that they are not doing anything art ordinary. And we say by them. But some of them will really start fighting for their spot and like they are still with us. And yeah, so that was an important lesson for us. We understand that we were just overhired people and uh, they were not that necessary to our team. So right now we like have smooth, uh, sweet spot of the guys on the team. And if we need more, we're going to be just hiring according to the client's position. So if we're acquiring too fast, so then we hire a couple of media buyers, couple of the project managers. But for now, it's like a really perfect quantity. No, that's great to hear. And, you know, I really appreciate your transparency and sharing your experience as a Ukrainian and how that affected your business and, and your honesty there. So again, I really appreciate you sharing that experience with me. Speaking of, of metrics, though, is there one specific metric that you and your team look at that could help you tell if GSM and a potential client would be a good fit or not? Potential clients. So let's say lead came to us through the ads or through the organic traffic or YouTube channel, or just texted us in DM on the Instagram. To understand if he's good to be our client, we have like a system of questions which we are asking. And we are we don't ask those kind of questions just to sell, you know. Sure. We are asking those kind of questions to understand if it's really going to be right fit for him. Because back in 2019, 2020, uh, actually 2018, 2019, all the deals which I have been closed, it was by me only. And I was asking so many questions and I was like going so deep. I was saying, listen, you're jumping into X, Y, Z, and this is going to be so hard X, Y, Z. And like I said, you have to understand that I always was making this kind of, you know, mental wash braining to, un uh, to let him understand that it's your serious decision. So by that being said, and I, I was not selling, I was explaining and people love the transparency. And the, because of that, they were deciding to join my mentorship. They were decided to join like my small agency. And because I was saying how it could be and how it would be at the beginning. So you have to be ready for that. This is financial part, how much you have to invest when you're going to be running, we're going to be running ads for you. And the people will love that. So when we build a sales department, actually, I was training the sales team according to my experience. I was sharing with them screen recordings of my conversations with the, all the leads who become my clients. I was sharing with them all the conversations which I had before with the people and what kind of situations we were dealing with. And I was like, because we had one sales guy when we just started hiring the sales people, he was like one of, not one of the best, but he was great in closing deals. But on his end, it was always problematic clients always like not good fit clients and we like what's happening we start again i hired that time i just hired like june 
yeah, I go to got give promotion to one of my sales guys. He was uh, one of the best in the team, and I, uh, he became a manager, like head of sales department. Uh, it was June 2020, and I said to him, "Listen, we have to build the system because something is wrong. He is closing left and right. Study him, understand what's happening." And that time we were not jumping on the calls with clients; we were closing basically on the DMs, and we noticed that that person was overpromising. He, pro- he promised them bling, bling stuff, which is like, you're going to be driving a Lamborghini in six months. Hey, man, let's jump it. And those people were not understanding even that it's required to add budget. It's required the risks. It's required this uh, like attention to the details, blah, blah, blah. And he was missing all of that part. He was just promising the idea. He was sharing the screenshot, what is for successful clients looks like. But sorry, those successful clients with me one year, six months, four months, eight months, which is means they pass through several steps. It won't be happening on your end in 30 days. So, uh, and uh, he was missing that for reason because he was looking for commission. And from that point done, we start really looking at every single conversation and of every single person. We get rid of him from the team of that person who was overpromising. And quality of the clients become better. So we have the pre-qualification question. So basically, we want to understand where they want to be next 6 to 12 months. What's their real goal? What they know about the e-commerce? Why they want to jump into the e-commerce? Okay, what do they, do they have store or no? Because like we have two different directions in the agency. Doing for you from scratch. And we position ourselves as a number one ad- agency in the world who building the e-commerce business from scratch. This is our vision and this is how we see ourselves. In another direction, it's already workable stores where we jumping in, auditing and just start scaling it from, let's say, multiple five figures to multiple six figures a month and then to seven, seven figures according to the performance of that store. So like we have two different directions and we're asking like if they have store, if don't have, okay, if they have, is it good margin? What's wrong? Why there is not, no, no profitability or what exactly doesn't work for them what's their uh, month monthly revenue and so on so we want to understand whole picture and then uh, according to what uh, our account managers have seen they start uh, explaining them what we have and uh, uh, sometimes when we see that a person has rude mentality during the call they showing themselves their rude they showing uh, that they don't understand have no clue what what is all about and the guy like it's seriously happening kind of strange but like sometimes people doesn't know how to open laptop i mean to turn on the laptop because they never use laptop in their life and like definitely such kind of people he's look smart he's talking to you like not i mean he looks like educated but when we get on the board one client he like oh guys i never use laptop can you like i have no clue how to do that and the guy was like 40 plus a year and we're like wow okay slow down this is not how as well we made the uh, we learned the lesson we, we made the analysis and we start pre-qualifying as well in different way so pre-qualification is must because when client uh, it's not about bad client or like uh, we are bad it's about we couldn't we sometimes we could be not right fit and we want to understand that this person understand us everything what we said to him and he's listening and implementing to what we are saying because if it's a procrastinator Usually we had procrastinators in the team as a client and they almost never getting results. But when action taker jumping on the board really fast, really know what he wants, as, as many as, uh, as I remember, those kind of people always getting the results first because they are ready to do the stuff, you know. And part of that piece there that I'm, that I'm really hearing, Anatoly, is that at least in your example, it sounded like the salesman was was over-promising and under, under-delivering. But I, I find that that's a case with a lack of transparency is that clients are expecting this overnight success or immediate high return when working with a growth agency. So it sounds to me like managing expectations is is an extremely important part of the job. And from what I'm hearing you say, um, correct me if I'm wrong, that transparency, setting goals, and making sure that y'all are aligned is an important part of, of managing those expectations. Is that accurate? Exactly. I, I can give you as well a life example. Sometimes happens. Now it's rare, more rare than before. But before, it was so often people like, hey, so what's your goal? Yeah, in the next 30 days, I won't be making million. In 30 days? Good luck. Yeah, yeah. Like, man, come on. Like, let's see. No, I'm serious. Like, I want to make a million. Like, it's e-commerce. But I like, guys, your job to explain that, listen, here you are. Ah, well, by the way, do you have a store? No. Do you know what is e-commerce about? No. 
how you do want to make million in 30 days yeah i know it's grow fast and so on listen to me this is where you are zero to be on one million it's a several steps it's hundreds even thousands of steps first of all you need to decide that you're going to be doing this business one first major step second small step you need to start creating the store or if you're working with agency like ours we have to create a store for you then fill up with the products do the product research start preparing the ads start testing the ads testing 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 sometimes it's not product number one or number three could be a winner it's awesome it happened well one time guy to join to us and first product ever we tested and in more in uh, one year and three months we made for him 660k he like First product ever. That's we great. Run, uh, the, run for him ads uh, for one uh, one year and three months until he decided to build a brand from it. But what I'm saying that it was out of ordinary case. Sometimes it's product number three test. It's a winner. Okay. Sometimes it's a winner, but it's not uh, going to to live uh, long. You know, it's dying fast. So it depends on the case. Sometimes it's product number five, eight. That is already realistic. So we test in different products, which is under our criteria. As we know that it's supposed to be a winner. It has huge potential. So we like doing these kind of micro steps. Uh, we add in apps, every shorter value increasing, increasing conversion value, increasing the follow-ups potential from SMS, email marketing, running uh, running different social medias like TikTok, uh, TikTok, uh, Facebook, and all these steps is just to finally start generating you profitable cash flow, consistent cash flow, and your million is still here, and you like just like couple of you know couple mm-hmm. of steps about. So now to be on the multiple four figures, you need to understand that. You will, we're going to be doing everything for you, but you're going to be following what we are saying. There is could be holds. There is could be PayPal blocks. There could be fulfillment issues. There could be going to be moving you to the private supplier. So you have to understand how to speak to the supplier. Actually, we're going to be doing that for you, but still you're going to be there because you're a business owner and like making payments is going to be done from your side. We don't want to take it any kind of financial car- cards, like financial details from the client side. He's making payments. Even if he's an investor, we still prefer he will do the payments because we don't want to deal with the any kind of fraud stuff, you know, that he will be after that saying that we were, scamming him using his card so he doing the payments there is all this kind of things just to generate your multiple four five figures but then if we see consistency and profitability you will be easily jump into the six figure a month club easily but sorry behind this huge way huge journey and you're still not on seven figures you're still not on seven figures and seven figures it's another journey when you're on six figures there is a lot of ecosystem stuff has to be created added to make sure that you're going to be able to end it up with the seven figures in next couple of months or maybe even year it depends on the product margin and so on so what i'm trying to say that we explaining that to them and they don't like it i mean i want to make million in 30 days uh, and when we start explaining we get rid of people who don't understand the stuff they want to like bitcoin over the night see 70k and i'm a I'm millionaire but okay would you invest in bitcoin oh no maybe there is some way so they're not even ready to invest you know on all such kind of stuff anyway like it's weird because people coming to us oh i got scammed for 130 thousand dollars in the full automation alex how much the guy invested 130 thousand dollars in the same stuff which we have and got scammed they block him in IG, they block him everywhere. He never seen them again. And we're speaking about our service. We're giving to him transparency of everything. So he can like track it and, and he like and he doesn't believe on that. So there was promising about a Lamborghini and he paid one theory. And we're giving him all the reality and he doesn't believe he feels it's come. You know, it's really weird, but I, I I just don't understand when people are doing such kind of stuff. Seriously, <laughs> no, I mean it's there's a definite dance to it, you know, that where there is a little a little a little give and take because you, you know you want to work with them, but they're expecting a certain thing. Is there from from your side of the street? Is there a, a specific right time that businesses should be looking into scaling? Because it sounds like you know in the examples we're talking about. You're starting from like day one, you know, creating a store for some of these brands and they're expecting to go from from zero to a million in 30 days. Is there like 
a specific stage in their process that is best, most advantageous for, you know, GSM and the business to start working together? I would say every single season has such kind of moment. There is never a perfect time to start. I would say the perfect time to start is yesterday. That's for sure. If you want to start such you know, such kind of direction, you have to be already. I'm from 2017 here. I know the guys were 2015, 2013 were there. They're like much higher level than me. And I understand I'm just a matter of three, four years experience from them, nothing else. So it's just a matter of the experience. And people who start in 2020, they're somewhere above, but still like they're growing. So what I'm saying that then earlier you're starting, then faster you get results. and Or then faster you'll quit. Because majority of people are quitting and understanding that it's not they what they were looking for. It's not that it's not that such shine as they were thinking. Because it's a business, you have to be understanding that you have to deal with the a lot of pitfalls which is happening, and it's a kind of stressful. Uh, but still, it's number one grow, growing business in whole world. I mean, e-commerce only the thing which is growing nonstop, only the thing, and uh, that's it's uh, is it the best opportunities. Definitely. Is it something what will be the best for you? Not sure, because every person is different. So we had really so many great people who are working with us as a clients, as, as a students for me. They figured out that it's not what they want. And you know, the smartest guys who were listening to me carefully, because I will share now something what audience hopefully will take as advice. If you try something and it didn't work for you, don't be upset. And plus, it didn't work for you and you realize that it's not really what you want to because if it doesn't work for you work until it will does until it will start working for you this is what i have done for myself six months it wasn't working i was failing 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 but i was understanding this shit i will do till end of my life i won't stop it advertising that's what i promised to myself i won't stop it i will be the number one person from 99 people who are quitting i will be only one who will win and that's what happened because I, I made this kind of mental thoughts. I lost everything. My wife were telling me that she will divorce on me if I won't stop it. I was like a zombie. My eyes were black. I wasn't sleeping. I was obsessed with that. So by that being said, I knew that I wanted and it didn't work. I made it working. For some other people, they, it doesn't work and they feel that it's not really what they want to do. So my advice to you, if you try something and you realize that it's not something what you want to do, don't call that scam. If it didn't work for you, don't judge the people or tell that someone mistake or fail on your fault on your fail. Analyze the situation and find out uh, in the same uh, niche, let's say e-commerce. Why I'm saying e-commerce because it's always growing. Another sub niche where you wanna go by using this knowledge which you get on this experience. And I was teaching my ex students exactly the same way. Listen, I understand you don't have enough finances to cover in. Uh, Ed spent my mentorship and so on, but please don't quit. Don't quit. I know who you are. I see that you have potential. Don't quit on e-commerce. Find out another direction. In the last three years, I got, I don't want to lie, but maybe five or six messages from my ex-students. A couple of them before the war, one or two weeks before the war. It was awesome. It was five, uh, five minutes audio uh, in Telegram. The guy was living in France. He was a single and he really was working night shifts in some factory. And what's happening right now, I mean, 2022, before the war, he, he, he recorded me an audio message, five minutes. He moved to the YouTube site. He learned the YouTube advertising. And he be, uh, he opened his YouTube agency because he, uh, YouTube advertising started working for him. And he started doing the YouTube ads for the brands. And it started working for him. And he moved to Dubai. And now he said, thank you so much, Anatoly. I'm living my dream life. I wasn't thinking that it's possible. He was emigrant in the France where he like wasn't sure what's going to be happening to him. And now he's in Dubai managing his small agency and living his life, which he wants. Another thing, it's two partners, Ukrainian guys who was as well mentoring by me. Uh, they quit it because had now not enough uh, finances to continue running the stuff, testing products. They didn't find out the winning product. But what they have done in a year after they reach out to me and 
from that moment, I still now they are partnering with me on email SMS marketing. They find out email SMS marketing is a great fit to go. And they are really increasing up to 25 to 30% performance mm-hmm. of every single store by just implementing email SMS marketing from their side. So they finish these courses, they test it out on themselves, they understand that it's working for them. So what I'm saying, don't judge on fail, learn from fail. They got the experience working with me, working in e-commerce and Shopify, and they just look left and right and find out what could be else, what kind of else uh, other opportunities I can use now by knowing this shit which I just studied the last couple of months. It's working. Another guy got the uh, marketing director position in his city. So he found out the company, he applied for, for several companies, and because he knew how marketing is working according to my uh, lessons to him. He just sold himself on interview, marketing director position. Because back in 2018, there was even less people who really know the stuff about marketing well. And in a couple of months with me, he already knew much better than anyone in his city. And he just sold himself and he became marketing director. You maybe you're not entrepreneur, but you could be a great head of department in some company because you got the knowledge more than anyone else. So what's the difference maker between GSM or yourself and other growth agencies? You know, if I've been working hard to scale up, if I if I won't quit and I'm working hard to scale up my e-commerce business and I've been doing all the research I can do on e-commerce growth agencies, what's the difference between GSM? I mean, what's what's your brand specialty that that separates it from from the other ones? Yeah. Sure. Uh, I will answer what's the make us different. There is one point for sure. And after that, I will give you examples as well. We have in our agency outstanding customer care. What does it mean? We really not 24 by 7, but seven days a week, almost 20 hours a week. We are available to answer on any kind of questions and any kind of requests from our clients, which is if you go to US market, Australian market, Canadian market, like uh, maybe in Europe there is exist, but most of the people, most of the companies, five days a week, you have one hour a day to ask the questions or one hour a day for, for a call and one hour a week for a call to give the update, to get the updates and done. Sorry, we are working, like uh, make an appointment. In our chats with the clients, the rule number one is customer service to explain them what's happening. So the guys are really in touch with them. They're sharing the updates, they're sharing the win, they're sharing the fail, they're giving all what they can in terms of customer service so a client feels that he is in the right place so even if it doesn't work but he knows that those people is the best people who work with uh, and it's it was when it starts working i want to be with them we have people who came to us who were failing on other agencies we have a lot of people like investors he tested out there he tested out here they tested out there and they're leaving and coming to us or going to another agency. Like in our agency, we have people who left us on 2021 and coming back this year. People texting us, hey, last time it didn't work out. Can we try again? Of course, because we know you. We already used to work with you. So the thing is, and it's completely different because he's our existing client. He wasn't just with us for, for a while. The thing is that when uh, it, it happened, they see that we are real. And that we are working, not just like that there is something happening, but at the end we hire some third-party cheapest VA to handle the Facebook ad account, customer service, whatever. No, there is real people who are talking to you and they are implementing the stuff. Project manager, media buyer, they're speaking to our client. So by that being said, like why I'm saying that this is so important, five other agencies who been except me started on the same time with me, plus minus like half year uh, half of the year exists only one competitor from who I know in when we started. Why? No performance. That's first thing I understand. Second thing, customers were coming to us and were really mad in terms of communication, in terms of quality of media buyer. I mean, in terms of like who they were hiring, how he was speaking, how hard it was to reach out. One of the agency was really saying, you have one week, uh, one hour a day like 1 p.m. If you want to ask us questions from 1 till 2, text us in the chat. If you text us 201, sorry, like tomorrow we will reply to you. Or like usually how the agencies are working in the U.S., I'm working with other agencies for education purposes and so on. Like we will reply to you during 24 hours. 
If we would do that for our clients, we would apply to 24 hours. I don't know how we would be working. It's my mentality. I don't, I don't believe, I don't understand that. It's annoying when you're waiting for a simple question, answer 24 hours. Mm -hmm. you know? So these clients weren't getting the attention that they thought that they required, essentially. What is e-commerce? It's something invisible. It's money printing machine when it starts working. But when it doesn't work out, it's money sucking machine. Because it's coming out from your bank account and you don't understand where it's going. It's just disappearing. But it's going for the advertising. I mean, it just really, like if, if it doesn't work something for us as well, I just see how money are going out and nothing is coming in. It's something in the internet. It's invisible. And per when a person is not really educated about the stuff, he's just an investor, let's say, and he doesn't have right updates, it will be make him not even mad. It will make his mind destroyed. I remember first six months of my end, I was really destroyed. It was sucking all the money and I wasn't looking on like I'm wasting money. I was understanding that I'm investing money. But what was destroying my mind, it was that I don't, I have no clue what's wrong, why it doesn't work, what's happening, why my, my, my money is not giving me back any sales. When I start working with mentor, he shows me few tweaks which is I, I was just not following the KPIs. I was even not understanding that there is some KPIs which I have to study and I follow them. And when I just make a couple of tweaks and start following the data, 15 days, first 8,000 hours in sales. So what I'm saying, there was no person behind who would explain me. Here we are with the SA agency, we are explaining. So listen, this is how much has been spent. This is what has, has been happened. This is how many sales has happened, or if no, but we had, didn't have sales. Okay, so we move into another product. So person understanding that XYZ amount has been taken off from the account to the advertising of TikTok or Facebook platform because of this product testing. So when they know exactly where expenses are going and person is updating all the time, it means the work is happening. It means the guys are like exactly doing what they are saying. But if you're not given any kind of updates, if you're not do like keep in touch with the clients, they becoming mad. We when we start growing fast, I, we learned that lesson as well. I understood that not everyone the same like me. So we start teaching them being me in the chats. So outstanding customer care. Because before I never had any problems. We start having with pro problems with customer care and I start teaching, educating my team to be like me, like really taking care and explaining step by step of the journey. That's really helpful. And speaking of you and your journey, I wanted to dive in on, on a bit of your story personally. I mean, we talked about how you first started to get in the e-commerce space in, in 2015 and then really took it on in, in 2017, right? So no, no, 2017, I stopped. 2017, you started and then 2018, you started going, going hard. So an important part of your story that you're happy to talk about openly is that, you know, you were essentially a waiter just five years ago. And now you're getting eight-figure results for your clients. And I think that really buys into your credibility and the fact that it's possible. This is how I did it. So now I can help you do it. I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. How did you first get involved in that, in the e-commerce space, starting from a waiter? Great question. I love this question uh, because it's my story. And I love my story because uh, I really self-made. And I'm still on the journey to be really a wealthier person and better person than I am as a human, I mean. And my journey really kind of started tough, really tough. I had no money. Like I, I was, I was living in Dubai, but not Dubai lifestyle. I was living as a worker, as an employer, working seven days a week, like nonstop six days a week as a waiter. And when actually everything has happened, I, I was already in the office job was nine to five, but we we're working on part-times in private villas, serving the dinners, event agencies, and as well, nightclubs. I was uh, doing some kind of waiter job. Why I was doing that? Because I didn't have enough money to survive in Dubai. It's expensive. I have to pay for the small room. In uh, We had uh, like apartment, uh, Filipino couple was uh, having apartments. They rented out to us one small master bedroom for my wife and me. And one day, it was 24th of February, by the way, 24th as well, which is weird. I just now I realized. So 24th of February, 2017, she came to me and start crying and she said that she's pregnant we were really wish to have a baby but that moment I like i'm looking we are in small room tiny room we have nothing and if she lose the job because of pregnancy 
it will be a disaster because I won't be able to pay for the room, to pay for the food. Like I wasn't able to cover all that stuff. We were surviving just because we were working together. After five years in Dubai, my friends already saved the money, all the stuff, but I was always beating for the better place in my life and always failing. And it was hurt me financially. And I was like, I was the happiest guy. I was wow. Like I, I start so in love with that uh, information, but after that, in a second, I started realizing all the serious, all the situation and how serious it is. And my wife started crying and I understand how she disappointed that how we will survive. And it's what hurt me a lot. And I said to her, listen, let me go to the pharmacy. I will buy another test to double check if the test was correct. And I just went out. It was plus 35. It's hot outside. I'm just walking through the parking to the pharmacy next to our the house, next to our like building. And I just stuck and staying and my knees are like shaking. Uh, I'm scared, like only war made me so scared as that moment. Like I remember morning during the war and that moment when I stayed to the, to the pharma, next to the pharmacy, it was super similar emotions. I'm staying and just shaking like that. And I like, how I will be managed that? Like how, like, it was so, I was talking to myself what, and after that I, I just squeezed my hands and I said, listen, I'll find out the way. And my son, I didn't know that it will be son. My baby will come in this world with different financial position. I don't know how, but I'll find out the way. That was the biggest promise which I made in my life to myself. I went both the test. I came back. So we understand that we are pregnant. I sent her in five months. I had to send her back to Ukraine to deliver baby there. Uh, because we didn't have like delivery without insurance is 25,000 it's 7,000 dollars for that moment I never had 7,000 dollars in my hands never like I never seen that much that money in my hands I mean we move out uh, and I, I moved to the two bedroom apartments where we're living seven guys so I was living with the seven other guys in two bedroom apartment uh, was sharing like renting the bed space only my bed space I have, have even some pictures my office was at kitchen where people are cooking behind me and I'm just like doing some stuff in the internet, searching for some kind of opportunity, some kind of a way to find out what, what could work out for me. And plus, like I had like, a, you know, like breakfast table for the breakfast in the bed. As well, I bought such kind of table and was working from the bed. It was as well like night, nighttime as well, like office. So the, the thing is, August, my, my wife left in June, July, I read the book, Poor Dead, uh, Rich Dad. Robert Kiyosaki, it's really explained me, think about entrepreneurship, how important it is to be uh, working for yourself, not being an employer. I like, wow, wow, wait, 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 what? I was always dreaming in my, my, my mind that I will be a great manager, making good money, working for the company. But at the end, I understand that, oh, that's the way to go. I didn't know that. And I started even more deeper learning the business stuff. And August, it was approximately, now I already messed up with the dates, but it was 15 or 25th of August when I hit by advertising on Facebook. I didn't know what is ads. I had no clue what is advertising. I hit the uh, by ad, like well, that guy in hundred, from 100 bucks become the super successful, like read this book from zero to uh, starting from zero. Book start, starting from zero, Fred Lam. I'm like, okay. I downloaded the PDF. Obviously, it was lead magnet. I didn't know what is lead magnet. I downloaded the PDF, 180 pages. I read like in matter of, like, I don't know, a couple of hours. It was like a weekend morning. I was reading like, what? No way. You know, I was like to, to speaking to myself. It's not possible. I don't believe. After that, I worked, you know, on the mobile, just like switching the pages one by one. Like, I will be doing that till the end of my life. I will find out. And after one and a half months, 29th of September, that's for sure. I know 29th of September, I launched my first Shopify store. This is where all the fails begin. I mean, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but this is how I started the e-commerce journey. It's at, uh, August 17, I found out I was hit by ads and find out what is drop shipping. And I start studying in YouTube all the stuff what is related to drop shipping and my mind was blowing. That's an amazing story, man. And I really appreciate you sharing it with me. I mean, it, it, it's a hell of an adventure and it makes me think. Clearly you have an acumen as a storyteller 
And it's interesting because in the e-commerce industry, I feel like that's kind of part of it, you know? So so from your perspective as, as a CEO, do you find that engaging with the public um, in, in social media, podcasts, blog posts, and, and telling your story like that, is that a more important part of the job nowadays? Or, or is that just part of the e-commerce industry? Or is it more like as a CEO role? Or, or is that just kind of an Anatoly thing? Is that just something that, that you think is part of your personal brand? I love the question because I have like, same one answer but separate separate direction that's really what uh, i just like when you were asking question i understand oh my god this is the answer oh no this is the answer and <laughs> this is the answer like you know but seriously like i will tell you like first of all when we were start growing fast my mentor explained it to me that you have to, to start giving promotion to your guys and become the managers so like managers no i will be handed no no you're not a gum you cannot you cannot be everywhere you you are seal sure. i like what Good I'm advice. a CEO. <laughs> like, I'm a CEO. Come on, man. I was looking on the CEO all my life, especially in Dubai. It's like you're already gray hair guys, like 40, 50 plus, you know, like what well, I'm a CEO, man. Come on. I'm I'm 26. <laughs> what kind of CEO I am? Well, I'm a CEO. I have to understand what is all about and what's the duty as a CEO and how I have to manage that. And I started learning the time management, team management, all this stuff, like building a team, building the management, building the structure. It's really fun. It's really fun. I start like, I was learning during the journey. So the thing is in nowadays and as a CEO, what, what has to be done? First thing I, I was planning to edit, what is making us outstanding compared to our competitors, not only the outstanding the customer care, but as well as a CEO before, like before, I was investing on myself. Everything what I'm making in a comp, I keep myself broke. I'm just making something and then invest in education. I was taking the best courses out there for the industry. I was taking mentorships for, of the industry. I was taking paid advices, paid calls, one call just to understand some particular subject. So always invested in myself, in my knowledge. I understand. I cracked the code that I, I'd never been greedy. Even I was poor but never been greedy. I could stay only in underwear, but I will give trouser and t-shirt to someone who needed more. I was always really a generous guy who is honest and in the same time, better to give to someone else and feel better than he bought for himself. It's always like, even now, if I win, I'm not doing for myself anything. I'm giving gift to my son and my wife and they love it. And I like, okay, I'm enjoying. So I'm the person who giver. So the thing is like, and I understand that I shouldn't be greedy in terms of money and I was investing everything in myself, in my knowledge. So what made me and our company better than other, our, other people, our competitors, that I realized one thing. Okay, now I'm CEO. I have invest not only in myself because I'm not, I cannot be everywhere. Now I have to invest in the sales department separately and teach them separately. I have to invest in the education for my media buyers and teach them separately, not me and after that transferring to them. I start teaching managers. And after that, like I see the progress. We start growing in terms of results. I start teaching sales manager. We start growing in terms of results in sales. Now it's more expensive, but I want to teach the whole team. And like from last year, we are buying expensive educations for whole team. And team is studying all this stuff and team is implementing. And now I see that there is no uh, ladder when information, you know, going through and just like piece of information coming back to the media buyer. When me, managers got the information, transfer it to the manager, manager to media buyer, and they got already piece of information because it's disinformation. Too many people are transferring it. And it's not one size fits all education, right? I mean, the education for uh, someone who works in sales is going to be different than someone who's working in marketing or someone that's working in customer service. So you can't just put everyone in one class and expect them all to get the same thing out of it yeah and they don't need it a media buyers that doesn't need sales sales doesn't need media buyers trainings so and i like i was learning by myself and sharing to the sales learning by myself sharing to media buyers but then i realized i have to focus on new advantage on, on new stuff so now guys this is training for you this is training for you so every single year for the last two years we are spending six figures over 100 140 180 last year if i'm not mistaken on education for our team like if i would be in back in 2017 and someone would tell me that you're gonna be bro you're gonna be investing in one uh, 180 000 in 33 people of your team members 
from your own finances. $180,000 when I haven't seen $7,000 in my pockets, never, you know? And here is like in a year, we invested so like almost multiple six figures just into the education. And I realized that nobody from the competitors were done that. Uh, and I was saying to my mentor was saying, you have to keep the profit profitability. You have to bring home uh, all the all the profit. Mm -hmm. I said, I was saying, I, I know that, but listen to me and tell me if I'm wrong. Like, if I will educate my guys, it means we're going to be stronger, results will be better, and we will be overtake the competitors. And in the same time, we're going to be open after three, five, five years. And I don't know what will happen to them. And bam, last year, during 2022, all of them shut down the door except one. And he's awesome beauty. And you know what? Now we are consulting his agency to be a better oh, interesting. agency. You know, because we're just friends. We are not fighting. No, the thing is about the competition in this space. It's friendly competition. Sure. Because it's 7 billion people in the world. Everyone has their customers. You cannot grab everyone. I'd love to talk about that part of things too, honestly, if you don't mind, because it makes sense to me. One, Anatoly, you you are a giver. You're a sharer. I've, I've seen it on, you know, your YouTube videos and, and, and your social media is that you are giving knowledge to other people. I also hear that you're spending money on that educational material at the same time, and it's, it's advantageous to have that. So my question for you is, how do you determine what information to hold on to for you and your team as a competitive advantage versus knowledge that can be shared to a wider audience? Uh, I will tell you something that I realized that as well, maybe one and a half year ago. Again, we are, we are like, we learn, we're growing and we are learning when we are going. I realized one thing. I learned the, the lesson. You can share every single step and even put the commas when it's needed. Like you can explain it, everything, like word by word, step by step, to the person on the call or like in face-to-face -face or in YouTube video, you can share with them everything what you want so it will allow them to get same or even better results than you just by giving them the guidance from zero to 100 information to 100 person to allow them be where you, they want to be. You know what will ha what is happening? Almost nobody implementing. Oh man, it's mind-blowing. Oh my God, it's so useful. Wow, it's a real stuff. Thank you so much for sharing. And it's cool. It's awesome to hear. It's amazing. But after that, you realize and when you later on speaking to the same people, you see the conversation before. Hey, by the way, have you implemented how that? Oh, I was busy at work. Oh, not really. Oh, I got the piece of what you said and just wait. But people who are really action takers, they're listening super carefully. They take in every single advice and you know what, still they won't be able to make it because when you start implementing on the technical part, like you explain step-by-step how to launch the ads to be uh, to on the scaling phase. So exactly when it's uh, three plus sale, five plus sale, three plus ROS, you need to duplicate to four different campaigns with different uh, bid caps. You explain step-by-step -step all the things. When they will start implementing exactly what you said, there is going to be, oh, should I remove this tick or should I put the tick? Oh, it's after placement or it just fits. You know, people has more. So they prefer, hey, man, can we have a call? Or, hey, can I join your agency? Can you make it for me because it will be easier? Hey, can you be my mentor just like to show me how it is? No, bro, I, I shared it, so just implement it. Oh, I'm not sure because I can do the mistake. People are not feeling comfortable because they believe that they could, be, they could be doing mistakes. You know what? I'm the same. When I'm learning this stuff as well, I'm behind the person who shares with me. Hey, are you sure this is it? This is, I'm not sure like how to implement. We are not secured until we try it. And what would be, by that being said, so many people prefer someone else doing it for them. Why? Because they want uh, to move their responsibility of their mistakes to someone else. They want to move this responsibility of failure to someone else. But when you win for them, they are the winners, not you. You know, you made the results, but they feel themselves winners because they made the right decision to, uh, to give you manage their stuff. So that's why uh, this is the thing. You can share everything what you know, but people will listen only what's really valuable for them, only piece of advice not everything and or people will be just ignoring and will say wow it's mind-blowing because it's so deep so but no they, they're lazy to implement that that's the thing sometimes i'm not sharing too deep all the information 
especially on YouTube channel, channel, I'm going overview. And if people request, I'm going into deep technical information. But I love to speak about the business. I like to speak about mindset, about the case studies. So this is what people love. But if it's something super technical, I'm going on the call explaining. Sure. They're going to take bits and pieces anyway. I, I understand what you're saying. Now, this may seem uh, extraneous, but let's say, for example, I- I'm an e-commerce professional, right? And and I have a moderately successful e-commerce brand for, for, we'll say, the last couple of years or so. Now, do you personally think it would be more beneficial to try to put the money and the resources into scaling my brand or instead try to raise my public persona and and attempt to network with other e-commerce professionals to gain that extra insight or or education. First of all, by the way, you just said about this uh, social presence. Now, uh, it was one of those three answers that social presence, like it's not my must work, it's who I am. That's why I'm sharing on the social old stuff which is happening to it's me. It's part of you and your story. It's not like a, a conscientious business model. It's not like I have to, I have to. In 2018, sure. I started sharing, I got my audience and people like love this story about fails. And after that, I started sharing the wins. And this is where I started getting clients because they were seeing I was failing. Now I'm winning. So it's like to close the chapter about answer, the social media presence is just because I wish to share my stuff. I wish to share my, my journey. Gotcha. I'm sharing my journey to motivate more people. So many people start the stuff just because i motivate them so it's awesome i love that uh, so regarding the brand owner definitely both sides are important really important what like if you want to build let's say community which is will be making your brand stronger but in the same time here is opportunities to study and learn new skills for yourself to make that brand uh, like stronger but a cannot be without b i would say because if you're looking about the brand, like brand building, you need to take not like e-com course, not a dropshipping course, not a, like the mind of the lead gen. You have to get brand builders who are doing masterminds or something like that. So because you're building a brand, you need exactly niche advice because this was as well problems of my trainings for the guys. For media buying, I bought a 16K program. It was insanely deep program, advanced media buying. But it was not really related to us. It's like managing $100,000 a day, $1 million a day brands, such as like uh, Coca-Cola and all the stuff, which is awesome, mind-blowing, but not implementable in our business. Even managing like... Uh, half million a month store close to one million a month store it's still far away from all that stuff and plus it, there is di- different goals let's say so you have to learn those mistakes and that's why i'm saying that he uh, the p- b- person who building the brand definitely he need to build the audience who gonna be knows his brand love his brand his brand and going to be buying from that brand again and again. The brand must have product which is resellable for the same per- same person. It's the best brands ever because if you're selling to the same person again and again, you build a strong brand which is, will have huge evaluation for the exit, subscription service created, boom, 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 consistency, profitability in your business, and then you make it exit these multiple eight figures. So that's why if you're building a brand, you have to find out what kind of, what what your product can give to the audience. And by the way, one of the stores, Poster Corrector, one of the dropshippers, well, my ex-students, he's still doing the same product. And he was, I was saying, you need to find out subscription. He built a brand, he white label it and so on. I said, you need to find out subscription for your audience. Then it will be valuable. And he find out it's a weekly lessons of how to build your back, make it stronger, straight and so on. So weekly updates, lessons, one hour video course, how to make it better your back. Every single week you'll get new video and it's monthly subscription $9.99. Simple, easy. He found out on the internet. He combined all together. It's like a couple of weeks of work, but bam, here subscription is available. You're a brand. So to be a strong brand, you need to build a community who will buy from you again and again. How to make that properly? You need mastermind of similar mindset people who are having similar problems like you who are building their own brands. And there is a leader, some nine-figure guy, whatever, uh, already successful brand builder who is teaching all those guys. They already knows more than you, plus you joining, you teaching from him. And after that, after the lessons with him, you speaking to those group of people and don't forget about them. They are more powerful than, than teacher. Teacher is awesome. 
but these people are having exactly the same or similar problems like you. Or they having problems which you are about to will have when you jump to another level. So they can help you out to handle it. So when you here and there, these start growing dramatically. And here you just getting more and more value to make it grow on the group. And in the same time, your brand is growing in advertising, in networking and so on. But group and trainings both supposed to be done. You cannot build a brand just on your feelings. It's awesome. It can be done. But you... Uh, by being in the mastermind of such kind of people like powerhouse brand, powerhouse events, awesome. I mean, I'm inside. It's amazing. This mastermind is amazing. If you are doing it alone, you will take it a lot of time to make it happen. By being in mastermind, you buy in this time and make it your journey shorter. You just make it shorter because you have a people who provide you answers on any kind of questions in your field. No, I think that's absolutely excellent advice. And I really appreciate your well thought out answer and answers throughout this conversation. So before we wrap up, I always ask our guests this final question, essentially referring to how 24-7 that the e-commerce industry can be. I mean, you told us about it a little bit, even including, you know, waitering and everything that you personally had to deal with in terms of working seven days a week. And so now I'd like to ask you to establish a better work-life harmony, balance. Um, what do you do in your free time to take yourself out of the e-commerce equation every now and then to make sure that you're in a stress-free headspace? Yeah, I'll answer your question and just want to give it some kind of valuable thing. I mean, motivational thing in terms of 24 by 7. Like while we recording this podcast, one hour, we had a problem with our 400k a month store. There was billing problem on TikTok. For a couple of days, we were trying to figure out they were not taking any cards from our client, seven different cards. It wasn't, uh, we were handling that kind of issue today. By the way, after this call, I'm going to be recording a case study video about it. So while we won the call, my team finally fixed the issue. And like, we are having a call, podcast, so on. It was zero right now. You can see $2,060. You see it was, and it was empty, 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 empty. You see? Empty, empty, empty because it was blocked. And after that, we unblock it. And 2K in first one and a half hour. So what I'm trying to say... Looks like the show is good luck. <laughs> I'm just saying that we have a conversation and I just realized that, boom, it's happening. So it's 24 by 7. You're sleeping and it's making money. I'm not calculating any more income, five days a week, 40 hours a week, 80, how much I'm making per hour. I'm calculating 365 days, how many hours in this day, how many, how many hours in this year, how many minutes in this year. So how much I'm making per minute. When I'm sleeping, when I'm having dinner, doesn't matter. Whatever I'm doing, what, how much I'm making in this minute, uh, according to 2021, 2022. So what's my goal in 2023 to make in a minute? You know what I mean? So I can do nothing, but it will be still supposed to grow my income in a minute. So that's what, what a mindset I build to myself. I'm not counting working hours. I'm counting 24 hours in this day. I want to understand how much money I'm making in all 24 hours. Doesn't matter what I'm doing. Coming back to your question, in the recent time, it's really hard to have free time because I'm, I'm implementing so much stuff for my team. 2023, we made a huge goal for ourselves to implement several stuff. Plus, as I was mentioned, 2022 give us a lot of pitfalls, painful pitfalls, which is I never deal with before. It build us, it give us a lot of financial problems. It give us a lot of problems in general, uh, lose the customers, uh, uh, lose the good employers, couple of them end of the year. But it's made us stronger and the year started so great and it's building us who we are like and now we are on the new speed with the new fuel fuel on the we going on to the next level. So by that being said, yes, I'm busy, super busy, but anytime when I have free time, I, I'm trying to spend at least a couple hours with my son. He's like he's my motivator. I mean, the guy I'm looking on him and I always repeating to him everything because of you. I mean, I always teaching him. I mean, I sharing with him the story. He's small. He's five and a half year, but the dude is really smart. He like listening and he remember, pop, pop, when you were a waiter, blah, blah, blah. How? And I explain it to him every single step. But I want to him understand the value of the money and that uh, everything is not coming easy. And he see how hard I'm working sometimes. So sometimes I'm really like, uh, they are sleeping until 1 a.m. I'm the uh, 1, 2 a.m. I'm next to laptop. I'm waking up at 6. They're sleep, waking up at 8. And I'm already awake, you know, so I was, they were going to sleep, I was working, they're waking up, I'm working. 
but in free time yeah the, the thing which is i love to do is spend time with my son with my wife we have our man day why i'm saying like it is it is a man day he loves like papa we have a man day today i say yeah man let's go and we like i'm saying you're my best friend let's let's do whatever you want and we just like going to the cinema together we just doing some stuff like because we are out of my country first of all the my really close friends not with us all online i have a lot of friends from us right now so i, I communicate a lot online but my really best friend is my son so my son, my wife, we're just going somewhere. I'm trying to, to treat them, making them happier. So this is how I spend my free time. Obviously, now I have health problems because as well of the rhythm. I had a heart problem in December. It's a separate story. But now till June, I cannot, next three months, I cannot uh, do any, like for six months, I cannot do any exercises. But usually my free time, it's morning routine exercises, swimming, running, uh, gym, evening, it's my son couple hours with him reading a day at least uh, 10 pages a day not always work out but i mean not always working out the reading but audiobooks if i cannot read I, i'm listening audiobooks and it's as well uh, giving me extra fuel to to the journey yeah mostly like that i'm a family guy oh that's a that's a great catalog my, my son just turned six last week so that, that wow. exact same age you know is is definitely selective memory sometimes he's like i don't remember that or, or other times where it's he can repeat it back to me like verbatim really takes me back so look anatoly i, I really appreciate you coming on and spending some time with me and uh sharing your story with us and good luck to you thank you alex i appreciate for for inviting me and if uh, you would like to hear anything more deep technical or about e-com about the brand buildings please let me know and we'll record another podcast it i was enjoying that and really appreciate it and hopefully it was valuable for your audience as well i'd like to thank my guest anatoly Lubinsky for joining me on the show and come back on tuesday when i talk with paul raffleson partner at raffleson law about his experience in tax and e-commerce law for more information about anatoly you can connect with him on linkedin or subscribe to his youtube channel and follow him on instagram at ecom by anatoly to learn more about gsm growth agency you can check out their website gsmgrowthagency.com or follow them on facebook at gsm growth agency that's our show thanks for joining us and we hope you come back to find new episodes being published every Tuesday and Thursday. Until then.